0: Welcome to Geocache Adventures with me, Shadow Dragon 1, where I discuss geocaching and my adventures with it. Hey everybody, I'd like to make a few announcements before we start the podcast today. First of all, you may notice that the format of the podcast is a little different this week. In an attempt to bring you improved content and better the podcast, I'm going to try to change from a scripted podcast to a bit more casual conversation podcast. Let me know What you think about the new format, you can contact me at geocache.adventures.podcast at gmail.com and let me know what you think. Also, Geocache Adventures now has merchandise available. You can go to geocacheadventures.org and go to the store page to find the link to that. And also, I'm excited to announce that we will be bringing interviews coming up in the next couple of podcasts. I've reached out to a couple of geocachers, I've lined up a couple of interviews that I'm really excited about, and I hope that you will enjoy them when they air. So today we're going to talk about a mini-game called Memory Lane that's taking place within the geocaching game right now. It is one of the ways that geocaching.com has come up with to celebrate the 20th year of geocaching and its history. To learn more about geocaching's history, you can listen back to episode 3, History of Geocaching. The minigame launched on June 1st of 2020 and will be running through January 3rd of 2021. So if you haven't reached the end of memory lane yet, there is still time. Memory lane consists of a digital game board with a digital game piece for each geocacher. You will only be able to see your game board and your game piece. You won't see any other geocachers. A game piece will move automatically along the board as you earn points. Certain locations on the board earn you special souvenirs. The first souvenir is at 10 points, another at 50, 100, 100. 150 and then 200 each souvenir represents a part of geocaching history You can view the souvenirs under your geocaching profile on either the app or the website So the 10-point souvenir, which is the first one that you can earn, is to celebrate the very first geocache that was hidden That geocache was hidden in Beaver Creek, Oregon in May 2020 Again, you can learn more about the history of geocaching by listening back to episode three of the podcast. The 50-point souvenir is in honor of the very first Geocoin, which was created by Mountain Bike on September 30th, 2001. He kept the first one he created for his collection and placed the second one he created in a cache near Deception Pass, Washington. The 100-point souvenir celebrates the first Maggie event, which took place on May 27, 2006. It was held in Dallas, Texas. It was a weekend-long geocaching festival. It had just over 500 cachers present which in today's pandemic world is a little hard to imagine. The 150-point souvenir celebrates the first million geocaches hidden. The 1 million mark was hit on March 8th of 2010, just shy of 10 years after the initial launch of geocaching. Um, we now have 3 million geocaches worldwide. So that number of caches tripled in the second 10 years of geocaching, which is pretty cool. The 200-point souvenir celebrates the 20-year history of geocaching. This is the final souvenir of the game, and when you've hit this spot on the board, you've completed the Memory Lane minigame. To participate in the minigame is simple. You automatically start playing the game whenever you find a geocache during the the time that the minigame is taking place. As mentioned before, the points are automatically scored and the game piece is automatically moved across the board. But not all caches get you equal points. Different caches will earn you different points. Um, Just finding a cache gets you five points. Any cache gets you five points, including Adventure Labs they will earn you 5 points. If you find a multi cash or mystery cash, that earns you 7 points. If you find a cash that has 10 plus favorite points, that cash is worth 10 points. However, the points do not stack up. So if you find a multi cash that has say 12 favorite points, you earn 10 points only. You don't earn the multi-cache points plus the favorite points. It's just the max number of points available for the cash that gets awarded to you. You can track your progress in two ways. The first one is by the Memory Lane game board link on geocaching.com, and I'll have a link to that in the show notes. The other is in the Geocaching app. If you go to your profile page towards the bottom There's a button there to launch the memory lane progress. It'll show your game board and where your piece is along it. I finished my memory lane game board and I really enjoyed playing it. I really like these little mini games within geocaching. It just adds a little extra fun element to it. I hope you guys enjoy playing memory lane. And if you haven't completed it yet, I hope you are able to get out there and do it soon. Warning, this part of the show contains spoilers for the cache that is about to be discussed. So for the cache highlight, this one is called History Not To Be Forgotten. Cache ID GC5MKH4. Difficulty Rating 2, Terrain Rating 2. And I will read the description. You are about to discover a piece of history that is not to be forgotten. Until very recently, I was not aware of its presence. I stumbled upon an old book of the growth of my hometown, St. Charles, Missouri. In this book, I discovered many wonderful things. I hope in your hunt you will appreciate those that gave their all for moderation. You will be looking for a small magnetic container in a very sacred place. Please show respect to your surroundings and only hunt between the posted hours of one hour before sunrise and one hour after sunset. You will be paying honor to a few good men who gave their all in an accident that took their lives just so that the city would be expanded and grow to the special place we hold dear. You will read their names and the cause of this tragedy. If you look around, you will see that they are laid to rest nearby, and that is the reason not to forget. Enjoy this quick parking grab. If you have time to run into the supervisor groundkeeper, Mark H., he will enjoy telling you all about the wonderful history of the park, placed with permission. There was no hint provided for this one. I was out geocaching and I went to Oak Grove Cemetery because I had solved a mystery cache a couple months prior that was located there and I wanted to grab it in the surrounding caches in the area. I started at this cache first because it was the closest one to the parking lot. So when I got there and followed the coordinates to ground zero I was surprised to come across this monument there. I lived in St. Charles growing up, spent most of my adult life here, and had no idea this monument was there. The monument was placed in memory of 18 bridge workers who were killed during an accident during the construction of the bridge when a cable that was being used to lift one of the pillars snapped and they were crushed. Pretty tragic accident. This bridge was called Wabash Bridge. The construction of the bridge started in August of 1868. The accident took place in 1870, two years after the start of the construction. Construction was completed a year later in May of 1871. This was the first bridge to span the Missouri River. The bridge saw other catastrophes. It actually has kind of a tragic history. So a portion of the bridge collapsed in 1879, while a train was crossing over it, which caused 18 train cars to fall into the river, and five more deaths came from that. There was another accident in 1881 where there was another collapse of the bridge, where 31 cattle cars fell into the river and resulted in the death of engineer John Kirby. There was another accident in 1884 when the steamboat Montana actually collided with one of the bridge pillars. I did not see any reports of loss of life for this accident, thankfully, but the bridge had a pretty tragic history. It was very interesting to learn about this bridge and its history. It really kind of made me think about how fragile life is and how quickly it can all just be taken away from you. It almost felt disrespectful to start looking around it to find the cache after learning about all this tragedy that this monument was dedicated to. But at the same time, I thought about the whole reason the cache was placed was so that people would learn about this and not forget about the tragedies. So after taking a moment, I started looking around the monument. The bottom half of the monument has sort of a boxing to it. I will have pictures of the monument in the show notes if you're interested in looking at it, as well as a link to the bridge's history and to the Montana that crashed into it. I peeked in there and found the cache. It was a magnetic key box, magnetic hideaway key box, that was tucked in there. So the find didn't take terribly long once I started looking for it. So I took out the magnetic key box, signed the log, and replaced it and went on my way. It was really neat to get to find this monument. That's one of the things I really love about geocaching is the places that it can take you to. Places, especially in your hometown, that you may not have had any idea that they were there this whole time. You've been listening to Geocache Adventures with me, Shadow Dragon one Is there a topic you'd like to hear covered? Do you have a geocache adventure you'd like to share for the cache highlight? Are you interested in being a guest on the podcast? Whatever you have to say, please don't hesitate to reach out and email me at geocache.adventures.podcast at or reach out to me at the contact page on the website at geocacheadventures.org. Thank you for listening.